All right, it's good to have you back with us. The NFL season complete for 2022. The Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in four years. But more importantly, around here, we have celebrated Calvin Ridley Day. He has applied for his reinstatement. Roger Goodell, the commissioner, and Ted Bozo of the National Football <laughs> League has only had to make a decision once on this, and that was for Josh Shaw. Rick Ballou, Hayes, Carline, Death, Taxes, and Duval. Want to thank our sponsor. And on top of that, this should not take Roger a long period of time to reinstate Calvin Ridley. At least that's my opinion. No, it, it really shouldn't, Rick. And uh, again, something else that doesn't take long. John Spicklemeyer looking at your car insurance policy and making sure that you're paying what you should be paying for and you're paying the most affordable rate uh, possible. And again, you can get that at 471-7155. That is Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Uh, John and I are great friends. He's going to treat you right. So just uh, give him a call. Let him look over your car insurance policy, and he'll either tell you you got a great policy or he'll be able to save you some cash. So, uh, But, yeah, Rick, in terms of uh, Calvin Ridley, you know, the the league, it's, it, it, it mirrors the justice system a little bit. So, obviously, it's not going to be like Ridley's going to apply yesterday and then, you know, two days later get reinstated. I don't think there'll probably be a little bit of a, of a wait but nothing that's going to be overly concerning. I mean, again, there's really nothing he can do with the team anyway until April 17th when the uh, voluntary offseason program begins that obviously he'll participate in. So, um, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be great for the Jaguars to have him. Certainly you look at the draft, you look at the free agent receiver class, and, and I think the Jaguars can say that they're going to make, I mean, barring some sort of crazy trade uh, that, that we don't see coming, but as of now, if you're just looking at the free agent class and the draft class, I think it's pretty safe to say the Jaguars are going to have the biggest receiver acquisition of the offseason in the entire NFL. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just over $11 million, so, you know, that's a bargain. He's a 28-year-old man, just turned 28 in December, so he'll play the entire 2023 season uh, at that age. I, I received some questions, I'm sure you have as well, about you know his future, re-signing him, you know, he's heading close to 30 how many years do you do it for and I'm just kind of like whoa let's pump the brakes here a little bit let's see him get through a successful season and hopefully he'll remember that the Jacksonville is a team that that reached out and acquired him by a trade but you know right now there's there's really no need um, to take it any farther it's about him getting in camp and becoming what I believe is a true number one wide receiver, a guy who is a deep threat, a guy that can change what the Jaguars are trying to do offensively. Uh, So I'm ecstatic about this. You know, the scenarios that he has dealt with are, uh, are interesting. You know, I, I, I don't know him, but my guess would be he's not going to gamble again. I I can't say that with 100% certainty, but that would be my guess. Um, the other side is is mental health, and that is a serious problem. I think we're all affected by it in some stretch or form, whether it's a family member or a friend. Um, it's different for everyone. The Jaguars have, have had to deal with that recently, at least twice publicly, that we are aware of. When you look at, uh, obviously, C.J. Henderson and D.J. Chark, and you know we could spend 20 minutes here discussing what really did happen with Kelvin Smith, but that's, to me... That's the big issue, and I think it's different for everyone, whether it's medication, whether it's counseling. I I don't know how to separate anything along those lines, but, you know, when I was growing up, situations like that were considered a weakness. You know, you were a sissy. It was kind of like drinking water 
on the practice field. Now we had so much time to uh, diagnose it and explain it. It's a problem that affects millions and millions. And to me, that's my biggest issue. I, I hope that Calvin Ridley is healthy mentally when he gets here to do ball. I agree, and I think it's going to be really imperative of the Jaguars to set the right tone with Calvin Ridley when when he enters the facility. And I, and I have every confidence that Doug Peterson will do this. But I think the message needs to be from Doug and, and Trevor and, and the rest in the receiver room is he doesn't have to be a savior here. Uh, this is not a receiving core that's being led by LaVisca Chenault. I mean, this is a uh, this is a good core. It's not excellent. Calvin Ridley certainly, you hope, puts it closer to that. But he doesn't have to come in and have the season that he had in 2020 where he caught 90 passes for nearly 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns. Look, it'd be great if he has that. But I think the message to Calvin needs to be, you know, just be you. Just just you know, just fit in. You don't have to you don't have to be the guy here right away. You may never be the guy here. I mean, Christian Kirk is a really good receiver and Zay Jones is is a good player. Um, you know, and and obviously if Evan Ingram is back, he's gonna be a big part of the passing game. Uh, so I, I think is as you look at Calvin Ridley joining this team, I think it helps that there's other strong players in his position group here. Uh, that that he's friends with as well. He's you know Christian and Calvin are, are pretty close, and obviously Trevor is the most accommodating you know pro you could have at quarterback. So uh, I I like the environment, but I think that's going to be important. That I think you're going to see an early message of we just need Calvin to be Calvin. We do not need Calvin Ridley coming in here thinking he's got to have 1500 yards receiving and 13 touchdowns and you know uh, be an all pro in his first year here. You know, if he does develop, or I shouldn't say develop, but if he remains consistent, even three-quarters of what he gave Atlanta, you know, all of a sudden you look around the league and, and you look at skill positions, Jacksonville is loaded. And, you know, I'm assuming that they bring back Ingram, or if not, they certainly address tight end. But look at the Super Bowl we just went through. Philly had two very good wide receivers and a good tight end. But the team who won it, you know, has the best tight end in football. They, I, I think they're very pedestrian as far as their wide receivers. And, you know, there's a lot of talent there, a lot of potential there, particularly with a guy like Kadarius Toney. And, yes, he did score a touchdown this past Sunday. But if you look at the weaponry that Jacksonville has, it's incredible. And, and with Calvin Ridley, I mean, he was a 24-year-old rookie, very similar to Devin Lloyd. I mean, Chad Muma and Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and Trayvon Walker, they all came into the league at 21. Lloyd comes in at 24. Calvin Ridley came in at 24 in the last year and a half he has saved his body as far as the punishment that wide receivers take so maybe some time away to to clear the head uh, not lose any tread off the tires i gotta believe that he thinks he's got a tremendous amount to prove to himself more than anyone else so i really like where the jaguars are in this situation with ridley I do too, and and the other thing that that I think is interesting is the rust factor because I, I I've had people that that played tell me that they have real concerns about will Calvin Ridley be able to get back to the level that he was at uh, prior to the injury and suspension uh, because of the layoff, not so much his health, but just the layoff, just being away from the game for I. Uh, for so long, because by the time he gets to basically the start of the regular season, it'll be almost two full years since he's played in a game. 
My, I, I, I would be surprised by that, and I appreciate the expertise of the former player, but it, to me, it's like you've got, you've got. First off, he's going to report in excellent shape. You've got all of April and May, and then the mini camp in June to kind of get at least some degree of your football legs back. Then you get your six week break. Then you get training camp, and I'm sure he's going to play in the preseason at least a handful of snaps to get, you know, accustomed to you know being back in in live contact. I got to think that there's no reason for me to believe that by the opener, Calvin Ridley can't at least be ninety percent of what he was in the past. And you'd like to think by week five or week six, he's a hundred percent of what he was from a from a talent in knocking the rust off standpoint. Yeah, I'm a believer in that, and, and all I will look back on is, is last year when you had Ingram and you had Zay Jones and you had Christian Kirk. It was pretty amazing to see how the relationship uh, evolved in a very short period of time with Trevor Lawrence. So I, I, I think you have that to look at, and, and obviously stability is so huge when it comes to the Jaguars offensively. And, and, and let's wrap with that, Hayes. You know, they did lose um, Chris Jackson as a wide receiver coach, but here comes the third interview now for Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, interviewed him as an offensive coordinator candidate. Carolina did the same. Now you have a cross-divisional rival in Indianapolis that would like to do the same. I, I happen to believe that stability with this offense and that room with Peterson, Taylor, McCoy, and Cooter to me, is enormous. So if you lose them, hey, all great te- – look at Philadelphia. They lost both coordinators. All great teams lose coaches. But for the here and now, uh, best-case scenario is that Jim Bob Cooter remains on this staff. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, even if he leaves, I, I think the the continuity is still very strong uh, to just lose a receivers coach and a, uh, a, in, in a, a passing game coordinator. So hopefully Jim Bob Cooter does stay in Jacksonville. Uh, but regardless, I think it's been a pretty good offseason in terms of uh, coaching turnover, particularly uh, compared to what we're used to around here. Uh, so that that will be very good. And, and But to your point, hopefully he stays. I do want to compliment you because you suggested I watch the Alex Murtaugh uh, documentary on HBO, three episodes. It was phenomenal. Uh, Gene and I flew, flew through it, uh, and she's been following the trial, so she knew some things. I I really didn't know much about it going in, but it was uh, it was riveting. So maybe uh, maybe next week we can uh, we can break that down because I mean I know the prosecution I think is rested in the case, so maybe uh, a week out we'll, we'll I mean I guess there's a chance we may even have a verdict by that point. But uh, fascinating case, and uh, would highly recommend the documentary. Uh, but uh, but appreciate the uh, the suggestion because we loved it. I think it's called Murtaugh Dynasty, Low Country, something like that on HBO Max. It was awesome. That's the definition of uh, of old man money yeah. and uh, white supremacy. Uh, how you can get away with what this family has gotten away with in a small little town in South Carolina. It's actually frightening if you look at everything that has transpired in that family's life over the last. Uh, decade and some change it's uh it's amazing no question about it all right uh hayes uh hayes carline rick Ballou. i'm on each and every night six to eight hayes is on from 
three till six. You can get a hold of me on Twitter. That is Blue1010XL. Hayes, how about you? Yeah, please reach out at Hayes Carlion. And I uh, want to thank our sponsor one last time, John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Great dude. I went to high school with him, played football with him. John went on to play at Notre Dame. He was a little bit better than me. He was the uh, player of the year, uh, his senior year, and has uh, just become such a, a fantastic resource for car insurance. So again, it's something we all have to have. Make sure you're not paying too much for your car insurance. Give John a call. Let him look over your policy. Give him a call at 471-7155. Again, John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And yeah, Rick, I'll uh, certainly look forward to, to next week's episode. No doubt about it. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to have to find me. I'm going to be on, on the island of, uh, I guess it's an island. I've never been, but I'm going to be in Costa Rica. So ah, all right. So a vacation I'll... next week. Yeah, I haven't had any days yeah. off since July. Right. So well, good. Well, enjoy away. it. I'll, yeah. I'll look forward to hearing all about it. Well, well then I'll look forward to talking with you on, on the podcast in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. It should be a blast. Uh, he is Hayes Carlin. I am Rick Ballou, as always. We appreciate your comments. And this is Death, Taxes, and You All.